Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel is uh, reconvened uh, here in the studio, and um, I'll tell you there are no shortage of questions for Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt or Steve D'Agostino, for that matter. Thank you for bringing Steve today. Appreciate that. Yes. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. How are you today, Roger? Um, excellent. I'm happy today. So, uh, I don't know where to begin. I know uh, you had a conversation with Larry, but rather than, than ask you a first question, I'll let you choose something from the, uh, from the whole bunch of uh, topics that we could discuss and, and let you lead. What would you like to tell our radio audience this morning that's at the top of your list? Okay, well, today we're going to discuss a few things, and I know you had mentioned the last time I think I was here that you had some questions for the director for his department. I do. Uh, but we can try to keep some other things brief mm -hmm. so we can make certain that we can get through what we need to get through. Uh, so I'll just mention a couple of quick little bullets. And one is the March 2nd statewide special bond referenda. Um, in case people were not aware, they can actually go to vote at City Hall uh, early voting. Uh, so that's just a little reminder in case people didn't know that. And I just, uh, I wanted to also mention that our treasury is open 8.30 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. So if anybody needs to go in uh, to pay their taxes or water or sewer or whatever they may have, any questions. And the uh, interest amnesty relief that we have in place is in effect until April 8th. That's for any taxes that are motor vehicle or tangible that happen to be delinquent. Uh, and you would like to have the interest and penalties waived. It can't be on your 2020 tax bill, but the previous. And there's a form that you can fill out. It's on the website, and you can fill that in, and the, the director of finance will review that and, um, you know, make her decision on that. So it's pretty straightforward, but it gives people the opportunity to catch up on their taxes. They're still paying what they owe, just minus the, the interest in the any penalties so i have other things but i'll let you go okay we'll do vaccines first of all okay and i uh, heard you uh give the uh, the number for registration for the vaccines uh on the radio there's a telephone number you can call there's a website that you can register and uh, i thought it was interesting that um we have a couple of state sites uh, down in Cranston and Providence, and then we have CVS and Walgreens doing their thing. And we were able to dwindle the 75-plus list down. And so I'll begin my vaccine question by saying, when you go on the website, can the 65-plus people start registering for the city-administered vaccine? So anyone can register. Uh, we have a two-year-old registered. So anyone can register, but what we do, as we uh, indicated at the beginning, just to keep things fair, we're going with the oldest, and we're going, working our way down. So when I spoke with Larry yesterday, we had exhausted the list of 75 and over, and starting on 74, working down. But in addition to that, what I mentioned yesterday is if anybody is out there uh, today, there's a team of people making calls and registering folks for tomorrow's vaccine at Monsignor Gattery. So if you happen to be 75 and over and you'd like to call, you can call 767-9282, which is Director Linda Plays. She will help you with the registration or just go right online and register. My story uh, was so interesting on Friday. Um, um I had actually three 
places to register because I had registered on the state site and then I canceled. And that's because I received a nice call from uh, City Hall and saying, Roger, you have um, you have placed on the list and you can go on Thursday. But about a minute earlier, I had just cleared the CVS site and got an appointment for Friday. I, I guess uh, uh, for Saturday, rather. I, I think the point I'm trying to make is is that getting a vaccine, whether it's the city administered or or from the pharmacy or from the state, I think it's it's pretty reasonable now that you can get it pretty reasonably soon. Exactly. There are a lot of places that you can register, and we're finding that a lot of the folks we're calling are saying, I just made an appointment yesterday for, you know, tomorrow at CVS or Walgreen. So what's happening is they're doing what you're doing, and they're going on multiple sites mm-hmm. um, to try to get vaccinations. But you can see that the ro- the rollout has really, it's kicked in and it's in high gear. Oh, just for the record, I did cancel my registration on the state site, and I was very polite to the city caller. I think her name was Carrie. I'm not sure. But um, she was very, very pleasant. And I just uh, told her about that. So she was able to cross me off the list. But um, anyway. So we the, won't see you tomorrow. Won't see me tomorrow. <laughs> okay. But maybe they'll call my wife today. Well, who knows? Okay. Well, we're waiting. Um, so it uh, looks like we've got a, a vaccine program going in the um, in the city and in the state and privately from the pharmacies. And, and uh, people should find a way to get a vaccine one way or the other. Yes, and thank you to the entire team. It's very labor-intensive, and it's been a lot of work, but certainly well worth it. Mr. D'Agostino, can I throw a question to you? And then we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth if Absolutely. that's okay. Um, so... I don't know why I take such an interest in that water treatment plant. <laughs> Maybe it's because once in a while I, I give Jeff a ride home uh, from the radio station and I, I, I look up there or I, uh, I go to Manville and, uh, and I see the, the work uh, there. It's been an impressive sight and I, I characterize it sometimes in the newscast as, if not Woonsocket's biggest public works program that I can remember, uh, close to being the public works program that I can remember in terms of size and cost and so forth. But I think it's just about ready to blossom. Give us an update, sir. Uh, hi, good morning, first good morning. of all. Uh, no, the plant is doing, uh, it's doing quite well. I was there yesterday. Uh, I had a meeting with all, all vendors, uh, engineering firm, et cetera, on site. I just wanted a complete update and... Uh, you know, the, uh, just to go through the punch list, because there's a substantial punch list of very small items. But uh, uh, it's very impressive. It's a nice plant. It's uh, latest technology. And uh, I would say by end of April, um, it should be uh, pretty well on its way to being completed, okay, as far as all the interior and components. Um, the exterior will... That'll be a little later, you know, landscaping those items. Today is another milestone for that project. We're installing a, uh, a valve on Reservoir uh, Avenue that will give us the capability to allow the new plant to put water into our, uh, you know, tank system, our distribution system, and uh, allow the old plant to maintain um, placing water in our storage system. So as soon as DOH gives us the green light, um, once our 30-day tests uh, commence, which will be in about a week, 
um, they will, you know, they'll give us the green light and say the water is of a good quality and we'll be able to um, put water in our distribution system from the new plant. Steve, this is unrelated to the building of the plant, or maybe it, maybe it is, but uh, just curiosity for my own self. When the water comes down from Crooks Fall is yep. at, uh, uh, into the city, where does it get interrupted and get into, uh, um, get into the pipes? Uh, how, do you, how do you suck that water in? And is it in the same location now as it will be in the future, or has it changed locations? Yeah, no, that's in the same um, location you know, the water from Crookfall Brook and, uh, you know, there's a hard pipe, a hard line that comes from the main reservoir in North Smithfield and uh, goes into the smaller reservoir, which is up by the gun range mm-hmm. um, right over here in, uh, you know, Lincoln, North Smithfield. Right off of Manville Road, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So from there, it just goes into uh, a blending chamber, it's called. Mm-hmm. The blending chamber then releases it to... The, uh, the new pump station uh, that we just built on Manville Road, that very nice structure that you see, that'll be the new um, raw water pump station for the new water treatment plant. Currently, that water just goes into the, uh, you know, by gravity, into the older plant. So, uh, the blending place is basically the same place that yeah, it'll always fall Alright, yeah. just a matter of curiosity. Yeah. I'm sorry I even yeah. got yeah, into no, that, that, but I was, fine. I was curious. I always go by on Manville Road and I say, where does it interrupt uh, and uh, go into the system? Alright, I found out. Mayor, going back to you for a question. I'll be back to you, Steve, um, in a moment because I want to ask you, uh, um, since we got a new water treatment plant coming on board, I, I was going to ask you about the sewage treatment plant and how old that is and whether someday we're going to have to uh, modify that. But that's for a few minutes from now. Mayor, 50-plus um, Woonsocket retirees um, you know, have their health care or benefits restored by a judge. Uh, listening to you on uh, WNRI yesterday, um, there was, um, you know, maybe a, a, a plus side to this. And um, I think that um, an email I got from uh, one of the council members said there was a plus for both the retirees and the city. How do you um, now, about 24 hours later, assess that whole uh, uh, situation? Good or bad? I guess guess it depends on, on, you know, what you consider a plus for both sides. So the the case itself, I mean, this is more of an in-depth question for the solicitor who, you know, was before the judge. But uh, according to the briefing that he gave me and as we were following along uh, f- from for, quite, for quite some time right now, is that the city was justified in imposing the co-shares on the retired police officers. Uh, there are 54, I believe, that are involved in, in the suit. And this is for a period of July of 2013 through June of 17. What... There's two things happening. It's uh, the suit refers to the co-share and it also refers to the deductible. So all in all, when the judge's decision came down, um, it is beneficial to much more beneficial, according to what I'm being told, uh, with the numbers to the city. So there is a slight benefit to the retirees where there's a small amount of money that we will need to pay them. Uh, but it's more, much more substantial uh, at this point that they would need to be pl- paying us. So I think when that, that article came out in the journal, and for some reason I thought someone said it was in yesterday's journal, and I couldn't find it. So I'm assuming 
It was, yeah. It was in yesterday's. I must yeah. have a section of the journal missing. I printed it. So, I'm going to give you a copy perfect. of it. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, must have been section C. I only had A and B. Mm-hmm. Well, it was on the, digi- <clears throat> uh, the online version. Of, we'll oh, put okay. It that way. All right. So yeah. it wasn't in the, in the hard copy. So there's, there's a pot where the city was not justified in imposing a $501,000 deductible on the retiree health care uh, beyond... 2017. So anything they paid beyond 2017, um, my understanding is that we will need to rectify that. But we were justified in imposing the co-share, which was much more substantial um, and could potentially be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the interpretation will be much clearer when we finalize the numbers. But at this point, from the preliminary numbers that uh, we're, we're seeing, it will be um, you know, a net plus for the city of Woonsocket. So if anyone's thinking, how is the city going to absorb this big hit that came down through the judge, that is not the case. Have we put money in reserve for this anyway, um, uh, just in case it went uh, our, uh, not our way? We, we had money in reserve. All right. I thought, uh, thought so. I think the big issue for uh, my interpretation that I think is positive for the city is that the retirees have to go over to uh, Medicare. Uh, once uh, they reach a certain age, and that would be a substantial savings. Right, and that was part of the ruling where the judge ruled that the city could continue to move the retirees off of the health plan and into Medicare once they turn 65. Okay, thank you, Mayor, on uh, on that one. That was, um, I don't know if you had expected that uh, decision to come down, but there it was, and uh, these are all part of um, being a mayor. <laughs> Yes, hey. but we, we've been following it quite closely. <laughs> Mr. D'Agostino, back to you uh, on, um, on, I am going to get um, to the winter storms and so forth, but I'm just curious about that sewage treatment plant. How, so uh, is, that, is that something that needs attention, or, or do we have a pretty up-to-date uh, sewage treatment plant? No, we have a uh, pretty up-to-date sewage treatment plant. It's uh, the water that we release into the Blackstone River is among some of the cleanest in the Northeast. Um, when I started uh, this job back in 2014, that project was underway um, from the previous administration, and that was a $40 million project mm-hmm. for a complete update of that uh, plant, so that facility. And since then, um, we've been chipping away at it, you know, the, the actual structures, the roofs, uh, just the grounds, and so that's a uh, Pretty up, pretty modern facility. So we're good there. Jeff and I um, uh, toured this facility about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Now I wouldn't exactly drink the water that coming out at the end, but it looks pretty clean no, going into the Blackstone. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as far as the standards for uh, you know the mm-hmm. uh, the phosphorus and things that go into the river, I mean we're we're amongst the lowest All in right. the Northeast. So um, and uh, I give credit to. Uh, you know, Mike Anarumo in the previous administration um, for making sure that those low standards are, were in place so we don't have to revisit. Voice of Steve D'Agostino, in case you've just uh, joined us. One other question for you, Steve, before I switch back over to uh, the mayor as we're kind of doing both things here. So, um, winter storms uh, have hit us, and, and Jeff Gamash and I were talking about the uh, Rhine. Is it that what they call Rhine. it? No, Rhine, Rhine treatment. Yeah. Does any other community 
do that in this area? Or it seems like if I go into Bellingham or Blackstone or Milver or North Smithfield, I don't see it on their roads. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of DOTs use it throughout um, the communities that I can think of. Uh, North Smithfield, they, they purchase from us. So, mm-hmm. um, so North now, Smithfield uses it. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, the school department has been purchasing some brine from us as as well. They they you know it's, they find a, a good result with it, so uh, it kind of caught on, and um, now I see more and more and more communities um, using just brine and straight salt because you know that's that's the the way to attack these storms. How are you handling the pothole situation? Uh, they're all over the place, right? You know, uh, not, keep... not, not, yeah, they're very, um, they're, they're, you know, scarce. I got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, you know better than me. I'd probably be, I probably identified a dozen yesterday, maybe 14. And uh, I gave that to the highway superintendent to address. And uh, I mean, that's, you know, that comes with road fatigue, the fatigue of the, the pavement. And uh, that's going to happen to uh, all these older uh, roads. And uh, so that's like a, something you deal with each year. Mm-hmm. And we deal with it uh, in, a, uh, in a quick fashion. So, And one more question for you. You were uh, at the city council meeting Monday night. You made a presentation. I've kind of This is uh, both a mayoral and a public works uh, question. But you did speak to the council and, and you assured them that the... Uh, the studies that you've done of uh, the dirt uh, or underneath the uh, gravel at Cass Park is, in fact, uh, the the kind of uh, quality that that you expected. Is that what you told them? Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the kind that you can uh, generate funds from. Um, so, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was a you know another milestone in this project because, quite frankly, I wouldn't have moved uh, ahead. I wouldn't advise the mayor to move ahead if I didn't think that material was of a good quality because it's a lot of material to move for free. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was important to inform the council and, uh, and see what their thoughts were. And, you know, as I suspected, um, they wanted some hard information. They want some engineered plans. They want some hard costs of the, 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 uh, the facility. And that's all... That's all understandable. That's great. Um, I was, however, um, disappointed in some comments that I heard from the school committee and uh, and uh, some of the surrogates there. Uh, you know, I thought were you know a little harsh, premature, um, not accurate. Um, you know, things like this: there's no clubhouse, uh, there's not enough practice space, or you know, something about a portion of minivan or. Some nonsense, whatever. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're talking about a, a, a quality facility that is much like the type in North Smithfield with the synthetic thir- uh, turf and, uh, you know, with the, a nice track around it. And certainly uh, there was a clubhouse in the, rend- in the uh, rendering and practice areas. And, and like I pointed out to the council, uh, most of your sports are going to be played there anyway. The boys' hardball uh, team plays at Reno. The girls' tennis plays on Aylesworth. The girls' softball is going to be played at the new field. Um, you know, on and on. So it just kind of sets, you know, the theme, a pattern of what's going to take place there. And the mayor 
um, has been working towards that since uh, since I started here, really. So um, it only makes sense. So, and if you have uh, some type of revenue to help pay for it, it makes more sense. Mr. D'Agostino, uh, the 29,000-plus uh, contract that, um, that you awarded um, and you told the council about, what, uh, what kind of information do you expect that uh, study to reveal to you once you uh, have it in your hands? Well, uh, as I said, some wetlands um, flagging. You know, they basically identify all the wetlands on the property, and they uh, identify it for a, a future DEM plan. So these are the areas that, you know, you cannot touch or whatever or to stay away from. Um, you know, just a, uh, a comprehensive uh, uh, site design and grading plan, which mm -hmm. would also be submitted to uh, DM. And more importantly, um, some borings and test pits of the actual deposit of gravel there um, just to identify and, you know, put on paper the type of material that's there. So I've done this. I, I can't tell you how many times I've done this. So when I was doing the softball field um, and, you know, I exposed a portion of that hill, I knew right away it was of a good quality. And I knew we could be onto something here. So and I immediately had it tested through different companies throughout the area. And they all came back with, you know, good response, like, oh, nice stuff, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I immediately approached the mayor and I said, you know, this is something you should pursue. Because this could probably, if not pay for the project, it could pay for a, a, a good portion of it. You know, and you're going to move a half a million yards of dirt, you might as well get paid to do it. Well, we better patrol the area and make sure nobody steals That's it during right. the night. No, they better not, because I'm going to be over there. So. <laughs> okay. Mayor, um, before we grab a call, and incidentally, your microphones and earphones have been sanitized before you arrive, so if you I'm want sure. to put them on in anticipation of the call. But any follow-up on what Mr. D'Agostino said and, and final comments on Cass Park? Yes, so I remember the day he called and basically said, we hit a jackpot, and recognized immediately even before having the material tested just from his experience over the years he understands you know construction quite well being in the industry 40 years and having participated in other developments that included uh, this type of development with football and track uh, probably most recently in North Smithfield so it was pretty exciting to hear that news because, as you know, we'd kind of been pecking away at those improvements and applying for grants through the Department of Environmental Management and got as far as we did with the softball field, the redesign uh, and, and paving of the parking lot, basketball courts, some demo. And we always knew right along that the most significant cost would come with the track and field. And... You know, years ago, we went before the planning board and other boards and, you know, the initial conceptual plan we put out. Um, Joel Matthews was there then. These things evolve and change as you go along. And the, the test that you just asked Stephen about is an indicator of that's why you need to have DEM there. You need to be certain that uh, if there is any wetlands, that you're not planning your construction in an area where you can't build. So this preliminary work is extremely important. And I've said it before, you know, this is an idea where 
many, many people have thought of this over the years, and many people think that this is a wonderful idea for our students, for our athletes, for the population of Woonsocket as a whole, for the health benefits of it. But it was a matter of how do you get it done. So it's an exciting time. Um, we had some pretty positive feedback from the city council, and it's, it's exciting. And it, it appears at this point in time that we'll have the means to be able to move forward with this project. Well, you, you can't move forward with this type of project until this type of plan is developed by this engineering firm. You, you, you just, you, you, they won't give you a permit to do it, DM. So uh, it's a must, okay? And now you're at the step second phase of engineering well not yet we'll be there once they complete that's what i'm saying yeah. after this one comes and, you know the next. And it doesn't hinge on the sale of barry field either so if you don't want to sell barry field then don't sell it you know whatever let's grab a telephone call and then we'll take a commercial and then we'll ask you when you're planning classes uh to run the new uh, uh paver for the street of Woonsocket. maybe i can uh, learn how to how to run it. I want to see that. Part-time job, right? <laughs> no? Okay, he didn't seem too excited about that prospect. All right, let's uh, grab a call. Do you have a comment for the mayor or Steve? Yes, it's a question for the mayor. So, Shoot. Mayor, I'm, and I, I did miss the first 10 or 15 minutes of this, so I hope this wasn't covered, but in Warwick, Mayor Picozzi, the new mayor, confirmed he was operating a plow truck in the streets of Warwick during the last storm. Can we expect to see Mayor Baldelli Hunt operating any heavy machinery or plow trucks in our next storm? Would you like me to? <laughs> I would. Okay, great. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll join a training session very very shortly. I I, I am out with the director. Uh, we inspect streets. He's out there. It's nothing unusual for him to be out on a piece of machine. Uh, whatever has to take place takes place. Uh, certainly, I am not going to be driving a vehicle where you need a CDL license because I don't have one. Thank you for your call. <laughs> have a good day. Uh, Steve, before we go to our break, uh, that new uh, piece of equipment uh, that uh, that we purchased um, gives us the ability, from what I was gathering, uh, uh, to do streets a little bit wider. And, and when do you plan on getting it into, uh, into use? Uh, I I would expect to uh, well I I, I want to get it into use as soon as possible but I would probably say sometime in late April early May they'll deliver it and uh, shortly after that we'll use it um, I'm going to have to train the uh, the crew because uh, it's it's new technology newer and it's bigger you know it's of a commercial size uh, grade and. Uh, this will be a type of uh, a paver that we could use on, uh, we could use it on Park Avenue, Cass Avenue. How do you find this kind of stuff? Uh, well. And it's not on Amazon, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I, I've ha I have a long relationship with Caterpillar uh, up in Hopkinton. And um, I frequently, you know, I'll go off and I'll go up there and I'll just uh, kind of, just kind of scout around for equipment. And uh, I just so happened to be up there about three, four weeks ago, and uh, I saw the paver in the yard, and uh, I just uh, started a conversation with the salesperson, and I pitched it to the uh, the mayor and the council, and uh, you know, a paver like that is uh, almost six hundred thousand dollars new. So we're getting this for I don't know one sixty nine or whatever it is, but uh, it's used, but it's in great shape. So. Um, I'm expecting many years, as long as I'll be here, 
So when's that list of roads coming out, Mayor? <laughs> the list doesn't come out. It all depends on what's happening. And right. when the winter's over, reevaluate. Right. I understand <laughs> how it works. Hey, we're going to take a break here. The commercial we're going to introduce uh, is um, is some somebody you should know because I, I saw you... Um, uh, with uh, Glow from Interiors by Glow uh, when uh, when she opened up her business. And it's interesting, uh, we're going to play her ad in a second, but she also does income taxes. I don't know if you know that, but uh, right, yes. she's uh, quite the entrepreneur. Yes, she is. She does not let the grass grow under her feet. All right, well, let's hear their ad, and then we'll be back more with uh, Steve and Lisa in a moment. Home decor personally tailored to your style. That describes Interiors by Glow. She offers a wide variety of interior design opportunities including products made exclusively for your home's interior and exterior while working within your budget. Tell Glow what your budget is, and she'll work with you to make your dream become a reality. Products and services provided include draperies and top treatments, custom chair cushions, decorative pillows, tailor-made slip covers, as well as upholstery and furniture restoration. She also offers wall and tabletop home decor accents, one-of-a-kind artist creations, and Glow's own hand made candles. Something for everyone. Interiors by Glow offers styles of cellular shades, window shadings, vertical and faux wood blinds. All professionally measured and installed. Consultation services for interior design and decorating also available both virtually and in home. To schedule an appointment, call Glow at Interiors by Glow at 401-766-0106 or visit their showroom located at 275 Social Street, Woonsocket. That phone number again, 401-766-0106. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored with amazing taste. Listen to this. We have two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California in six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, again, two bottles for $10. And we continue with the best price in town on on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers open daily at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? Call 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. Kay Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kay Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kay Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We have some callers waiting on the uh, on the line. Uh, and I just want to make sure that uh, if there's something that you want to uh, mention before we hit the buttons, um, uh, you can mention it uh, now, either you or, you or Steve. I'll just, I'll mention it after. I just, a little reminder from one of the chiefs. Okay, fine. 
Uh, let's press, um, I don't know which button to go. Well, we'll get both of them in, so let me turn this switch up. And Hello. Yeah, what, what's your comment, please? Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Uh, I just have a question about following the science, as we've been told, and how I was so pleased to hear that today you, you announced that the shots are open for everybody. Anybody who wants a vaccine can get one. Will you please notify the union of the teachers so that all the teachers can be vaccinated and we can get through with this foolishness and get our kids back in the classroom where they belong? If the union really believes that they are in there for the benefit of the kids and they want what's best for the kids, they know that what's best for the kids is to get them back in the classroom. Okay, thank you. Please use your influence. Bye. Bye. So, Mayor, uh, do you want to weigh in at all uh, on on this? Uh, I think uh, uh, from the first time that you first of all had the registration for vaccinations, anybody could could uh, put their name in. That didn't mean that uh, that they would get called. You were taking uh, seventy five and above, but anybody can register. That's number one. And then she ties in the teachers. Do you have any comments as to uh, whether um, teachers should be back in the classroom or not, or you want to stay away from this baby? So for, I just want to clarify something in case I, I misspoke earlier and you'll, you'll let me know, I'm certain. So what was indicated was we exhausted the list for our vaccinations where we give out 290 last Thursday, tomorrow, and then two more Thursdays. Because we exhausted that list, we have moved down to the 74-year-olds, 73, and we're going to continue to move downward mm-hmm. and vaccinate whoever we can from one socket who is on that list we're still encouraging anyone 75 and over to register so we can get them vaccinated because of their age and and the fragility but we do not want to give up our vaccines to Mm -hmm. folks outside of the city so we have moved down that age anyone from the beginning of our registration form once it was posted Anyone can register. It puts you on the list, Mm -hmm. but we still need to follow the age bracket. I I will say this. I did have an email from a teacher regarding the vaccination, and the setting of the classroom is... um, is not uh, the the I guess you could say the standard setting uh, for their teaching, and they do have some challenges within their classrooms, and one were wondering when they could get vaccinated. So the chief did reach out to the the ed, um, education department to try to work through something to assist those teachers who are have been in the classroom from the beginning with students who have some some learning differences. Um, so we did reach out. To the to the administration, the school administration for that. And even though you are uh, <clears throat> you've exhausted the seventy five list and you're going down to seventy four and so forth, if somebody eighty three registers, you would they would get a, a priority because they're eighty three. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. And I, I I feel like this woman feels that you know our children need to be in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lost my authority with the with the special election where I don't. I don't appoint school committee members any longer. And I agree. I feel it's very important. And I think you referred to a front page story that was done pertaining to the Catholic regional system. So uh, I'm in total agreement. And we are here to help. 
Another phone call and another uh, question. Hello there. Uh, your uh, comment, please. Yes. Good morning, yep. Mayor, Roger, and Steve. We're all here. I got a question for Steve. You may not be able to answer, but maybe you can get to Could you speak uh, into the phone a little bit, uh, Clara? And uh, Steve doesn't have it. And, and, and give me your question, and I'll give it to Steve. Go ahead. Okay. I, I live on Halsey Road. Three Halsey years Road. Ago, yeah, three years ago, National Grid notified us that they were going to be replacing all the uh, gas lines on the road. Yep. So I, I held off putting a sprinkler system in in the event that they would have to disturb my property. Yep. Well, three years have gone by. The National Grid came and mocked all the roads three years ago and mm-hmm. never saw them again. So I, I don't know if Steve knows what's up or if he can find out. All right. We'll ask that question of him. I think I got it. Thank you, caller. Did you get it, Mayor? Yes. Yes. So this gentleman lives on Halsey Road, and several years ago he wanted to put in a sprinkler system. But he held off because National Grid had actually notified the Halsey Road residents that they were going to be doing work in the road. Up to this date, he indicates they haven't gotten there yet. So uh, the question is, can we find out what they're doing so he'll know whether or not he should move forward with putting his sprinklers in? What does that have to do? I, I, I don't know. Well, sometimes sometimes uh, taxpayers think that uh, this the Public Works Department can uh, intervene with a private company like National Grid. No, no, no. I guess the, 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 what Stephen is saying is I don't think it's clear as to why the, the sprinklers can't go in without the work being yeah, done in the road. A, is, it, is it the gas line that intersects with his house is going to interfere with the sprinklers? So, so I'm not clear on that. But he can call Mike DeBroyce if he yes. wants. And, uh, so, so if you call 767-9216 and speak with Michael DeBroyce, let him know that you called into the radio program today and you have a question regarding National Grid and the utilities on Halsey Road. And he'll be able to help you out with that. So, yes, then the city does um, uh, once in a while for a taxpayer get involved. Not and, once in a while. Right, all, Every, the time. all the time. All the time. <laughs> and would call um, National Grid as an intermediary to get the answer yeah, just to this to help, question. Yeah, to help and, get the answer. Call Mike I, DeBrace. And, I, and I, I just want to opine on that previous call with the teachers and whatever. And, you know, I'll probably get in trouble, but that's fine. Well, you, oh, you've done that a few yeah, times before, I, right? I have no yeah. problem with that. <laughs> I think it's devastating to the kids that they're not in school. Devastating. So who, whatever entities need to get involved, need to get involved quickly and figure it out. Okay? And I'm not insensitive to COVID. I just lost my mother to COVID uh, last week. So I, up close and personal, I've seen it. So I, I get it. But we have to come to work every day, and we've been coming to work every day. Okay? So whoever, the state, the, the, the education, whoever, figure it out and get the kids back to school. Right. Another call, and uh, your comment, please, and uh, we'll see if uh, we can get an answer for you. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Hi, um, I went to the VA this morning to get my um, my prescription. And I guess the, the VA hospitals take in all walk, any walk-ins. They ask you if you want a COVID shot. It takes 20 minutes. I got there 20 of 8. I was out of there with my 15-minute wait by 8 o'clock. Done. There's no waiting. There's no nothing. They send you up to the second floor. I guess they got an extra batch of COVID shots. So any veterans that would like a COVID shot, just go to the VA hospital. You walk in, and they give you a shot. No age, 
no nothing. All right. Well, thank you for that update. Thank Good you very much. Thank you. We appreciate the call. Another caller. Your comment, please. Uh, we were able yes. to fit this in. Yes. Yes, good morning. I, I question for the mayor. I, I, what's the telephone number for Linda Place? She, right. she put it on phone. Okay. It's 767. Oh, okay. 767-9282? Correct. 767-9282. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And when they reach Linda Plays, what's going to happen, Mayor? Uh, Linda Plays will assist them with registering for tomorrow. Mr. D'Agostino, do we have um, enough money in the budget to uh, finish the plowing operations for the winter? Or are we all done with winter and you're predicting spring right here on this program? <laughs> the paver is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm taking the paver out tomorrow. But uh, uh, I'm going to say this. We're, we're okay. Um, hopefully, uh, we don't end off with an April Fool's blizzard or whatever. Mm -hmm. But barring that, I think we're going to be okay. And uh, it's been a tough winter. We've had about 48 inches of snow thus far and many treatments uh, on the road. And so it's been more expensive than the last four winters. So, but we're okay. Nothing we can't handle, huh? Nothing we can't handle. Mayor, you have an announcement? Well, it's sort of an announcement, um, and it's just a reminder coming from uh, Director Gillette and Chief Oates, which pertains to um, the snow operation under Director D'Agostino. So they're asking for continued cooperation during the snowstorms uh, for people to obey the parking bans to avoid the tagging and towing, which is done as a last resort but is necessary uh, for the highway to be able to have the opportunity to clear the roads for public safety and for the general public. So we do not like to tag and tow, but we have no choice but to do it if the cars are not moved off the street because they need to do their job and do it effectively. I will tell you this. What's interesting is the amount of cars that get tagged and towed. It generally diminishes over the storms because people start to get the message. And we still ask people to please register for Code Red look at the website for the parking bans but the interesting thing is oftentimes in that tag and tow they end up tagging and towing vehicles that are unregistered and those unregistered vehicles cannot be picked up at the tow company until they prove that they've registered them so there's a little bit of a benefit to that leftover from yesterday's show with dave susie on charter review commission uh and the uh, person wants to know whether you plan to appoint a Charter Review Commission um, this term. I had a conversation with the solicitor and told him that I wanted him to just uh, reassure me that the process that we take for the appointing of a Charter Review Commission is, is accurate so I can move forward and do that. So you're waiting to hear from him for a final word on that and then you consider doing it? A absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. For being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Mayor, for being here. I you think are we, welcome. We covered a lot of ground. We'll see you next time, all right? See you next time, everyone. Stay safe. All right. Bye-bye. This is the Upfront program for this um, Wednesday. We'll see you uh, tomorrow on Upfront. Same time, same station. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.